Welcome to this week's edition of the Wednesday Word. I am Sean Hughes, your host, and sitting across the table from me is the beautiful Jody Tyra. Hi, everybody. And today we are going to hear a Jody's faith story. I'm really excited to be here. Um, when we were planning this season, Jody, um, you know, we were talking about who we wanted to interview, and you're the first person that came to mind. I said, I have to interview Jody. No yeah, and they all told me it was never going to happen. Like, Jody's never going to agree to that. So, for those who said no, she's sitting right across from me today. He caught me in a time of weakness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, so, like I was telling you, I like to start off with a prayer, and I found a, a prayer of gratitude. So, if you guys will all join me in an um, attitude of prayer. Holy Spirit, open my heart to understand how precious I am to you, how loved I am by you. Open the eyes of my soul to see the gifts you have put before me this day. Give me the grace to recognize each encounter with you. Teach me to respond in gratitude, to grow in gratitude. Teach me to be gracious as you are generous with me, and to collaborate with you in serving my sister and my brother for your greater glory. Amen. Amen. Okay. Shall we get started? Sure. So, two minutes or less, who is Jody Tyra? <laughs> My story isn't special. Um, I was born a Methodist, baptized as a baby in the Methodist church in Denver, and went to MYF, which is um, Methodist Youth Fellowship. Um, youth group, um, loved that as a kid and just kept going to church because that's what you did, yeah. you know? So, um, Scott and I met at the church I was raised in and then our story just continues. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you've been going since you were a little baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so your, your faith was kind of passed down from your parents kind of yeah. yeah yeah I I learned a lot I probably learned a lot from youth group yeah um and just being active in the church even at a young age okay um my my dad wasn't too too involved actually my folks weren't that involved um but I loved church yeah. you know so that's at that time I mean thinking back must be like, what, a decade ago or so? Oh, yeah, at least. <laughs> <laughs> like, what was it that really drew you in? The fellowship and the people. Yeah. Yeah. And the music. Of course, the music. music. Yeah. Music's number one. <laughs> what uh, Were you involved in the music ministry there? I was. Yeah. Um, okay, so nobody knows this, <laughs> and I guess now everybody will, but I was trained as a as an organist my mother I don't know why she loved organ and organ music and insisted I take organ lessons and so I thought well okay let's you do what your parents tell you to do right. it's like okay so I started lessons when I was nine okay so kind of late um for a lot of folks yeah but um I wasn't allowed to play piano no oh. it had to be organ Wow. Which is completely backwards. Should have been piano first and then switched to organ, but oh no, I'm weird, you know. So <laughs> um <laughs> so at a at an early age I was um involved in the choir 
at church in junior high, and I ended up um, being a substitute organist. Wow. Um, first at our church, and then um, in high school, I actually got to be a sub um, throughout Denver. Whenever a church, it didn't matter what denomination, whenever they needed a sub, yeah, I would go and sub that Sunday. You were the go-to girl, huh? So that was, you know, that's my deep, dark secret. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, I was in choir, of course, in Denver, and um, that's where Scott and I met, because Scott was going to University of Denver at the time, and our director was the choral director at DU. Oh. So he would encourage anybody from DU, from the chorale, to come sing at, you know, at our church on Sundays. So Scott came in one night, and I was sitting with the director's wife, just waiting for rehearsal to start, and I go, oh, who's that guy with the cute legs? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's Scott Tyra. Let me introduce you. Oh, wow. And we became friends first friends you know and you know he dated other people I dated other people but we were always just friends okay um so our relationship grew from there yeah and it turned out um we were friends for five years before we even got married oh wow yeah wow yeah you guys were just babies huh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yep I was I was 22 when we got married oh wow Scott was 29 seven years older okay and then ben came along two years later oh wow yeah okay so <laughs> you know so uh, music's always been a part of your life yes. it sounds like even here at desert spring mm-hmm. yeah yep because i think church isn't complete without music amen and that's that's how i worship is through the music yeah i mean dave's great you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> He's like icing on the cake. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, yeah, music does it for me. It's your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you played or- the organ. I'm mm-hmm. really glad you told that story because I was hoping <laughs> it was going to come out. Yeah. Um, but you also play the piano now. I dabble in it. I'm not. Dabble. I'm not good. We're not going to um, see you on a I've, Sunday morning. No. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, I was never trained and. Um, my hands are too small. Okay. It's like I can barely reach an octave anyway. Gotcha. So that's why the organ was easier because I could use my feet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so playing bass notes on a piano, I'm like, oh, no, we'll just skip that. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you on those old baby pianos. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So choir, so you met Scott um, singing. Mm-hmm. You both sang in the choir. Mm-hmm. And you got married pretty young. Mm-hmm. And then what? Um, and then right after we got married, we ended up... Moving from Denver to Phoenix, okay, because Scott job Scott got a job um, with America West Airlines. Yeah, yeah. So, well, beginning in Denver, he was working for the original Frontier Airlines. Oh wow! And um, we became pregnant, and right in the midst of that, Frontier shut down, and oh. there went our insurance. Uh oh. Yeah. So actually, Ben wasn't really paid for okay. <laughs> until two and a half years later. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we could have given him back at any time. <laughs> On second thought. <laughs> yeah, you know. It was a refund I'm, policy. Yeah. But I'm kind of glad we kept him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so because of the shutdown, um, Scott got a job with America West. Okay. And we moved to Phoenix. And you guys picked up and moved and yep. found a new church home? Oh, yes. Right away? 
No, we're no. church shoppers. Okay. Um, because we didn't want, we wanted to raise Ben in the church, but it wasn't, we wanted to expose him to all religions. Okay. And so on any given Sunday, we'd be at a different church just so he could experience other religions. That's exciting. Um, and we had friends that sang at the um, uh, synagogue, so we'd go Fridays sometimes. And, okay. Um, we just wanted to make sure he was exposed to that. Yeah, I love that. Um, so in, in our time of church shopping, we you know, found our church, and it was um, Phoenix's like a bunch of suburbs put together. So we actually lived in Mesa. Okay. And our church was in Gilbert, uh, Gilbert United Methodist. Okay. And that's where we met. Um, Jane Tooze was our pastor, and she was awesome. You know, she was just, she's like Dave. Yeah. And so we got active right away because Scott's always been active in the church too. Okay. So we, we would miss, if you don't go to church on a Sunday— your week's not right, you know? <laughs> right. So um, so we missed going regularly. So then we, we became members at Gilbert. Okay. Yeah. What was it about that church that drew you in? Um, the people. Yeah. Um, and Jane, the pastor, she was awesome. Okay. Um, and it turns out that Jerry's parents, Pastor Dave's wife, Jerry, yeah. her parents went to that church, and we knew them there. Oh, and when we finally got here to Desert Spring, I was sitting in the choir, you know, looking out at people. And I saw this couple and I'm like, where have I seen them before? And then it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we knew them years before wow. we came here. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a good story. Yeah. So you and Scott and little Ben, mm-hmm. was he little at the time? Yes. He was little. Mm-hmm. Went to uh, Gilbert UMC. Yep. And... Obviously active. What kind of yeah. things did you do at that church? Um, I won't tell you. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> you know, no, that means I'd have to, you know, say no to stuff here. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Let's just say it was music related. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and Scott was always really good um, at the committees. So he got involved in, you know, different com- committees, yeah. finance and whatnot. Okay. So he was the committee guy, not me. No. You don't like the committees, the long meetings? Not really. Everybody talks a lot. Yeah. And yes, I'm chair of SPRC right now, but Uh-oh. I blame that on Dave. <laughs> I blame that on Dave. <laughs> but since you don't like committees, you probably make it go real quick. Mm-hmm. Like, here's the agenda. Oh, yeah. Don't talk too much. Yep. Go home. You, yep. Yeah. You start getting wordy. Yep. Okay. Next Next point of business. <laughs> but sticking on that theme for a second, though, I mean, that's that's an important role here. Mm-hmm. Because we've got a pretty big church. Oh, yeah. And we do a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. So as, do you want to tell our listeners what SPRC is, just in case they don't know? It's um, it's kind of like the personnel committee of the church. Yeah. Um, so we talk about, you know, personnel issues. Um, the biggest thing this year was, is to address, you know, what happens when Pastor Dave retires. Yeah. Um, and... Our church is awesome. It is. We have so many active people, and we're all on the same page. Um, everybody wants to see something good all the time, and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Our people are wonderful. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right, we're going to come back to Desert Spring. Okay. I want to know your path to Desert Spring, though. Um. Okay. So then we lived in 
Mesa, Phoenix, for yep. 10 years. Um, then Scott, Scott had always had a calling to the ministry. So we moved back to Denver so he could go to the Iliff School of Theology. And we actually got to, <laughs> we got to live in the church I was raised in. There was an apartment um, on the second floor of the church. And that's where you guys met as well. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we got to live in the church. How cool is that? Yeah. And Did you feel like you had to be extra good there? Yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. No comment. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. So um, on Sunday mornings, one day I said, I wondered why the ladies were coming so early. And they said, well, we have to make coffee. And I go, I live right upstairs. I'll just come down and start it for you oh that's great so one one day i thought you know what i'm gonna mix it up a little and i put some cinnamon in the coffee grounds uh oh yeah you yeah. don't mess with church people's coffee you do not i learned that really fast okay. i've never made coffee since no. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh so anyway so then we um scott went to iliff and he was um he already had his master's so he was on in line to get his doctorate okay well so then because scott's health had been bad all of his life yeah um health insurance was really important and so he decided that he looked into you know being a pulpit minister and he said we can't afford it because the the insurance will not support my me yeah and so he made the decision then to stop. Oh. And so he never finished his divinity degree. Okay. Um, the church was a little angry with us because we didn't finish. They wanted him to be a pulpit minister. And yeah. it was like, we, we just can't. We have other health issues and yeah. we can't. Yeah. So anyway, so he called America West. Okay. And they said, come on back. They hadn't even touched his office. And we'd been away for a year and a half. They were they were waiting for him to come back. I guess so. Yeah. He walked right into the same office, same position. Wow. So we were lucky. So you moved from Denver to Phoenix, back to Denver mm -hmm. for just a short period of time. Right. Back and to Phoenix. Phoenix. Okay. And then um, the people that had started America West decided they wanted to start another airline okay. here in Las Vegas. And so they asked Scott, hey, come and be part of our team. And so we took a leap of faith. Yeah. And so he quit America West, and we moved here to help start National Airlines. Okay. And no, nobody's ever heard of it. I was just going to say. <laughs> no. And so he was involved in that for three years. Okay. Um, and then it went defunct. Okay. So, and we're, we're here. Yeah. What do we do? You know, so... Then he um, he took like just a little bit of time. He actually worked for Habitat for Humanity. Oh, um, just for a little stint, um, and then was job hunting this whole time. And then um, Allegiant Air here in Las Vegas hired him. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so he you said he has master's degree mm -hmm. in theology. No. No. Um, in um, international studies. Okay. Mm -hmm. But he always had a he always had a calling for the, yes. the church. Yes. And um, did he ever do any of that kind of work? Did he ever 
minister um, to people? Did he ever preach up on yeah, stage? Yeah, he he preached at um, Washington Park. That was our church in Denver, Washington Park, United Methodist. Okay. Um, he preached there a couple times okay. while we were there. Yeah. Um, and he's actually he preached here at Desert Spring a couple of times. Yeah, I know. I remember. And so, um, he likes it. He always he. He's, he was so humble because he never thought he nobody would want to hear what he had to say. And so, um, but he was very good at it. Yeah. 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 So you come here. You're in Vegas. Yep. Got a good job now. Yep. And then? Um, so we church shopped again, looking okay. for a church. And at the time, we found, I won't name names but we found another church it was a methodist church okay and um well okay it's our story i'll tell you it was university okay mc okay yeah so we attended there for a long long time okay and then you know it's in it's in our dna that you know you just don't attend you become members right so then we became members at university um and that was when when we started going there Pastor Dave was the pastor there. Okay. Um, and then he decided to become a DS, district superintendent. So then he um, he left, and we're like at this church going, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so we stayed through two pastors. Oh, wow. And then all of a sudden, um, we had since moved from North Las Vegas to Summerlin area. And Scott said, you know what? university's kind of far maybe we should start looking somewhere else okay so then we started church shopping again yeah came upon desert spring the first sunday we were here we heard that dave was coming back to oh. the ministry here at desert spring okay so uh, you're here at desert so, spring yeah actually in the room we're sitting in probably yes yeah, yeah this was the sanctuary then okay because yeah. we're sitting in the multi-purpose room right now mm-hmm. On a beautiful Saturday morning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you heard Pastor Dave's coming back. Yes. You must have and, been excited. Yeah. So hands down, we knew we wanted to move our membership. Yeah. So, and the, um, we loved it here. Um, even before we knew Pastor Dave was coming back because the people were friendly. Okay. And we didn't get that at any other church that we church shopped at. Really? Never, ever. Wow. Not even at the church we became members at. Yeah, it's a different dynamic here at Desert Spring. Yeah. We're a welcoming congregation. Amen. And it doesn't matter who you are. It's like, yeah, come on in. You're welcome. Yeah. And the first people that Scott met when we came in were Linda Chapin. Okay. And Tom Washington. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we knew right away this is this is our church. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that we have that reputation and other churches don't? Like what's... what? culture do we have that we're happy we're <laughs> amen yeah we're, um everybody has an intention to be happy and welcome people yeah you don't see that in other churches no um it's, it's closed off yes i was just going to say that it's okay. a, yeah it's exact right description for some reason are so guarded oh. it's like what are you guarding it's like you want to tell everybody you know right that's what we're called to do right yes. we're called to be disciples of christ Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't mean to hang out in a coat closet and be by yourself. No. You got to get out in the world. That's right. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny about Tom Washington. Um, Scott met Tom years before we came here because um, 
when Scott worked for Habitat for Humanity, he went to talk to this, a church group. I don't know if it was a church group. Anyway, Tom Washington was involved, and that's how they met. Wow. And right away, Scott loved Tom. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. Mm -hmm. So that's two people you've met outside of the church Mm -hmm. that have found their way to Desert Spring. Yep. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. So you get to Desert Spring. Yep. You found out uh, Tom's here. Mm -hmm. You found out Pastor Dave's coming back. Mm -hmm. You must have been excited. Oh, yeah, we were. Yeah. Yeah. Did you sign up for everything possible at that moment in time? Like, sign me up. No, just no. 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 (laughs) I got in the choir. We got in the choir right away. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Scott was, you know, on committees or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Desert Spring a little bit. Uh-huh. Okay. Like you guys obviously got involved because mm-hmm. when I, I started coming here what, nine years ago now, mm-hmm. you were one of the first pers- people I met. Yeah. 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 And it turns out I looked it up. Um, we became members in 2010. Oh yeah. So okay. we've been here a while. Yeah. Yeah. The original guard. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's lots more people before no, me. No, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. But when I met you, mm-hmm. my wife and family, we, we started coming here. And uh, when I met you, we were doing some theater. Yes. Yeah. So you were involved there. I was. Yeah. I was. And I, I blame Scott Miller for that. It, definitely his fault. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. What drives your involvement, do you think? Like, is it like just a fire burning inside? I just, just like, like to help. do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And it's comfortable here. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when we, you, you and I were talking about, or texting really, oh, about yes. this, I said, you know, I like to think of verses that remind me of people. Okay. And the one I texted you, I'm going to read it real quick, because, you know, again, you're one of the first people I met here. And, you know, I... Like, how do I describe Jody? <laughs> and I just describe you as a big bag of love. Oh. <laughs> so the verse that came to mind initially was Corinthians 13, 13. And it says, and now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. I think that describes nice. you. Thank you. The other thing I knew about Jody Tyra when I started coming to Desert Spring is that well, the story I was told is that you were single-handedly responsible for getting that piano here, the beautiful one in the sanctuary. Oh, no. No, I just was the catalyst to get people to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> but you do a lot of work for the church. And so the other th- the other um, verse that comes to mind is one of my other favorite verses. I got a lot. Um, but it's, uh, it's in James 2. And... Um, and I'm just going to read just the just the two verses that I think really stand out to me here. But we're reading from James 2. Uh, we're going to read verse 18. And, and it says, Some will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Yeah. Is that's that, exactly right. Is that how you show your faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're always and, doing things. And first. I don't always talk about it. Right. You know, I just... You just do. I just do. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So, so you've been coming here since 2010. You've mm-hmm. been in the choir the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And how is that experience? Oh, it's great. Yeah. The choir is awesome. It is. Yeah. Um, you've seen a lot of changes over the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. COVID brought. Um, yes, COVID was bad. 
Yeah. Um, and we hopefully in our lifetimes, you know, we don't want to go through that again. Right. However, I think it was a good thing in a way yeah. um, because it kind of, this is weird to say, it kind of brought people together. Okay. More so than I think it, if we hadn't gone through that. Oh. And um, so, of course, the church shut down, you know, March of 2020. Is it 2020? Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And um, I was worried about our choir members, you know, like, how are they? Right. You know, what's happening? Yeah. Um, so we just started reaching out to some folks and um, we did some what we call ding dong ditch. Okay. <laughs> we would take, you know, little care packages or whatever to some folks. Um, and hopefully COVID free. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, we were masked and okay. gloved and all that stuff. But, um, that's kind of how we started getting back in touch with folks. Yeah. Um, and then, um, we started doing the church services virtually. Yeah. Um, and, that's where Jake comes into the picture. Yeah. Um, so, um, our son Ben. Yeah. And Jake, um, are flight attendants, and so they, they've known each other since both of them lived in Florida. Oh wow. They work for the same airline. Okay. So during the pandemic, and I'm not sure how this happened, <laughs> but they ended up at my house. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we all were like quarantined in our house for a period of time and all of a sudden one day Jake goes I'm moving here wow and Ben and I looked at him like what he goes I love Las Vegas I'm gonna move sure enough like less than a month later here he comes wow and so you know he got a house and all that you know yeah but in the meantime he had always been singing virtually with a choir in Florida oh wow so he had that knowledge of how it worked. Okay. So then when I told him, you know, here at Desert Spring, we got to figure something out for virtual services. Yeah. He said, well, I know how to do that. He goes, let me get the software and stuff. And he called his church in Florida and they helped him out. And that's how we learned how to do it. Yeah. Um, that was I, a blessing. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was good for a lot of people. Yeah. Give him a meet. Uh, some meaning, uh-huh. something to do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can we step back for a second? Sure. So you, you've had some challenges in your life. Yep. We kind of skipped over that. Yeah. Can we circle back? Sure. So again, going back to when I first met you, we were doing, we were doing some, some theater here at mm-hmm. Desert Spring. Those were great times. <laughs> so much fun. Um, and that's when I met, really met you and Scott. That's true. And Scott was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I remember you and I were talking, and um, we were doing a, a Christmas, a Christmas play. I don't remember what it was, but it was a Christmas I play. I forget what the name of it was, but yes. Yeah. And uh, you were. This is a long time ago, so you were telling me the story. So maybe I got it wrong, but you were telling me that you know Scott was worried that he couldn't be a part of it. Because he was he was not doing so well at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you said, I'm going to paraphrase it, you only have one life to live. Get up there and do it. Am I wrong about that? Nope. No? Not. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to make sure I remember the story right. So he did. Mm-hmm. He did. And, and shortly thereafter, he got sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, he, um, so going back, way back, um, Scott had a lifelong lung disease. Okay. Um, he was never a smoker. It was, they think it was brought on um, environmentally. He was raised in the Texas, Oklahoma area around the oil wells. Oh, gotcha. So they thought, you know, maybe the, the refineries and stuff got him. Plus, his parents both smoked in the house. Oh, yeah. So all of that contributed, they think, but they'll never know. Right. So they ended up doing studies with him. He's in a book somewhere. Okay. Um, his lung doctor in Denver, like, did a case study on him. Yeah. Um, and it was a disease that was kind of like walking pneumonia, but it never went away. Oh, no. And so we knew when we got married that it would progressively get worse, but we didn't know how fast or anything. Yeah. And so we did make sure first to find out if it was hereditary, because if it was, we weren't going to have children. Oh. Because it was so bad that we did not want to pass that on to anybody else. Okay. So it wasn't hereditary. Um, so anyway, it progressed. And so then we, you know, we're here at Desert Spring, and he ended up being on oxygen 24-7 for years. Yeah, I remember that. And he ended up getting on a list to get a, a double lung transplant at UCLA. Yeah. And he stayed on the list for years. I think he ended up being on the list like 13 years or something wow. crazy. Yeah. Because he wasn't sick enough to get the transplant. So, you know, you're on the list, but you have to wait because there's people that are more sick that need the um, organs right. before you. Right. Which is understandable. And so finally, he was getting sicker and sicker and weaker and weaker. Yeah. Um, when we did that Christmas show, um, he did it with oxygen. I know. Remember? I remember. Yeah. Um, so then we had, I think we had four, four false alarms with UCLA. So they'd say, hey, we got the lungs, come, come on over. Um, and then four, two times we got there and they said, no, the lungs aren't viable. We can't use them. Oh. Um, then we'd come back home and, you know, we did that. I think it was four times. Yeah. And then finally, we got a call on, it was during Christmas. I think it was, I'm thinking Christmas Eve. I, it was right around Christmas or New Year's. And they called and they said, we've got these lungs. And by the grace of God, the owner at the time of Allegiant Air had offered Scott his private jet wow. for whenever he wanted it. Wow to get back and forth. Well, we had already used, we thought we'd used up our chance <laughs> yeah. one other time. And and Scott said, we can't call him again. We just can't. And it was, we had to get there fast. Wow. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to ask. So I called the pilot and, and I said, is there any chance you can take us? And he said, let me call my co-pilot. I'll call you back in two minutes. Wow. And he did, and he said, meet us at the airport. Wow. So then it, it was so cool. <laughs> it was, um, unbeknownst to us at the time, the pilot called air traffic control and said he had a medical emergency. We actually flew to L.A. in less than 45 minutes. Wow. 
because there was no air traffic. They'd stopped everybody. Full throttle, huh? Yes. Wow. Yeah. How, how amazing is that? Yeah. It was wow. really amazing. And it was like, Scott was like, that's our, like, only time we'll ever be in a jet, and it was so fast. <laughs> <laughs> one more lap, please. Yeah, want, can we just circle around <laughs> just again? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can imagine that, you know, him being sick probably was trying, mm-hmm. trying for him, trying for you. Oh, yeah. Probably trying for your marriage at some times. No. No. Not at all. No, we had the, the greatest marriage ever. That's amazing. We never argued. Wow. Um, no. Not at all. No. That's amazing. I aspire to be there. <laughs> you can. <laughs> yeah. It'll work. So um, it was probably trying emotionally, definitely physically. How did that affect your faith or his faith? It made it stronger. Yeah. Yeah. Why is that, you think? Because he, you know, he leaned on, on God and the scriptures even more than he had ever done so. Um, he would read. He was a tenacious reader, and um, he read his Bible every single day, wow. no matter what. Okay. Um, and don't ask me about that because I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Scott was way better at that he than was, me. Yeah. Um, but, no, our faith got stronger. Yeah. And we just knew that, you know, if this was the path we're going to take, we'll give it a go and see, you know, we might as well try. Might as well do it. Because yeah. what's the alternative? That's true. You know? Yeah. So and so anyway, that last trip, um, he did get his lungs. Yeah. And um he was there I can't remember weeks now, but anyway, he was there a while. Okay. Finally got to come home and he got to live nine glorious months without oxygen. Yeah. It was the first time the house had been quiet you know, without the concentrator yeah, for years. Wow. And we went hiking and um, had a great nine months. Yeah. And then all of a sudden um, he got scarring tissue around. Oh, well. Okay, so back up. Okay. When Scott was a freshman in college, uh-huh. he had half a lung taken out. Oh, because of this disease, at the time, the doctors didn't know what else to do, so they went in and cut half a lung out. Wow. So all these years, he had lived on a lung and a half. Wow. So when he got his new lungs, there was scarring tissue in there, and it started taking over. Oh. And then his body his body just couldn't take it anymore, and his other organs started to shut down. Oh, no. So we lost Scott in 2015. And obviously I wasn't there, but, you know, from the out, from outside, it seemed like it was a pretty quick progression there at the end. It was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. How did that try your faith? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I never turned away from my faith. Yeah. No, I, and I've never blamed anybody. I've never gotten angry. Yeah. Um, my stages of grief, you know, they always say, oh, you're going to go through stages. Yeah. Well, you know what? Everybody has a different way to grieve. Absolutely. And I don't think everybody goes through all the stages. I think that's just a guideline. A guideline. Yeah. And I've never become angry. Yeah. Um, because we lived a good life and we had Benjamin. Yeah. Um, and if we had to do it all over again, we'd probably do it the same. Yeah. You know? And I just stayed... I worked the whole time Scott was in L.A. Wow. Um, because I wanted, because you know, 
you knew the inevitable would come someday. Yeah. And I always wanted to make sure that I knew I could support myself. Gotcha. Without Scott. Yeah. And so I stayed super busy that whole time. And um and I've stayed busy. Scott's been gone, it'll be eight years this year. I can't believe it's been that long. Yeah. And so I've stayed busy and just just lately I've kind of stepped back and realized okay, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know. So what does the future have in hold for you? Um, making sure Ben's taken care of. Yeah. But you're not stepping back from church. No. You're not stepping back from the choir. Oh, no. You're not oh. stepping back back. No, 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 no. No. Slowing down a little bit. Yeah. That's okay. I want to slow down too. Friends around me are starting to retire and I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> you're like, wait for me. <laughs> no, wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine, you know, losing a spouse. Especially, he was so young. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't imagine what that's like for you. It's um, it's lonely. Yeah. Um, but we took our vows when we got married. Yeah. And you're gonna make me cry. No, well, I don't want to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's still in my mind. We took vows when yeah. we were married, you and did. I don't care if the line in there is. Till death do you part? Yeah. I don't believe that. Okay. In my mind, I'm still married to Scott. Yeah. And people say, oh, you're going to find somebody else. And I look at them like, are you nuts? <laughs> i like, I had the best guy. I don't know. Just know. <laughs> yeah, it's so, hard to replace that, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can't replace that. No. Yeah. No. Um, I remember those those months and you know the years after that you know you you always came to church with a smile on your face and you know and ready to worship god and i always thought man she's so brave she's so strong because i don't know i don't know how i would react i i don't think i'm brave i don't lots of people have said that before that you're so strong and i just I'm just here to get from point A to point B. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's like I don't think about it. I just do it. Yeah. 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 And here you are. Here I am. Yeah. Still smiling. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do you have any last thoughts for us? Come to church and make friends and and have fun. Have fun. Yeah. That's Life is about. way too short not to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. So um, we can sign off then. Okay. I just want to say that you're one of my favorite people at Desert Spring. Aww, and you. I am really excited that we got a chance to sit down today and do the podcast. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your story. I know it wasn't that easy. <laughs> um, I try not to pry too much. That's okay. But I think we got, we got your story out. Yeah. So I guess with that, have a great rest of your week, everybody. Take care. Thank you. <laughs>